This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run! At the plate is Mike Trout, the pitch on its way, it's blasted out to dead center field! Out of here! Ball gets away! He's going to break for the plate! Ball game is over! The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning! This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. Happy to be with you here today. Thanks for joining us here on the pod. We do apologize uh, for a little bit of a delay. Change of plans here on Halo Hot Stuff. But that's okay. We got to talk about the future of Angels baseball. Now, we do want to remind you, coming up on next week's podcast, we're going to have a primer. We're going to go position by position, uh, going through the entire Angels roster, essentially, uh, talking about what to expect in spring training and uh, what to look forward to coming up in Tempe, Arizona. Hopefully, you're making plans to get out to Arizona. I absolutely love spring training. It's one of my favorite times of the year. You know, everybody's optimistic. There's always so much positivity. I I love that, and I think that this this year, maybe more so uh, than a long time for the Angels, I, I think that there's extra reason to be optimistic for what's to come uh, for this Angels team, especially with Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout in the lineup together. I mean, that's going to be insane uh, seeing those guys. Halos are going to be sluggers, man. They're going to be putting up big numbers offensively, and I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, coming up this season. But uh, get on out to spring training. We'd love to see you out there, but we're going to make sure that you are as prepared as possible so when you show up to Tempe Diablo, Stadium, you know who's on the field. You know what's going on. You know the major storylines heading into spring training and things to keep an eye on. It has been a very busy offseason, uh, so we're going to get you up to speed. If you're just joining us now, getting ready for the start of Angels baseball, maybe you're an out-of-town fan that says, hey, what is going on with the Angels? I want to know. Well, we're going to help you out as well. So that's coming up next week. And then the week after that, we will be in Tempe, Arizona, getting a chance to catch up uh, with all kinds of players. We're going to talk to Mike Trout. We're going to talk Talk to a lot of other guys as well, and we're going to have that on our basically our big spring training kickoff podcast uh, that's going to get everything going the week after that. So that's what's on the slate the next couple of weeks. As for this episode, we're going to take a look down on the farm because the Angels have a couple of top prospects. We're going to talk with farm director Mike LaCasa as well. So on this episode, you're going to hear from the Angels' top prospect, Joe Adele. Joe and I had a conversation late last week. Uh, we're also going to get a chance to hear from Brandon Marsh on this episode. So that's going to be cool to get a chance uh, to hear from the two top prospects in the Angels' system. We 
We've had him on the air before, uh, but for a lot of fans, you see the names like in prospect reports. You know, it maybe you know maybe a little bit more recognition with Joe Adele because he played for Team USA, and fans got a chance to see more of him on MLB Network this offseason. But you're talking about two outstanding players and two outstanding human beings that I'm really looking forward uh, to sharing our conversations with you here on our podcast because uh, it's a big deal for the Angels. Look, the Angels have done a lot of good this offseason, and one of the biggest things that they've done is, is while they have improved both the offense and the pitching, and they've improved the defense as well, you improve in three areas, all three facets, while still keeping the core of your farm system. I think that is really admirable what the Angels have been able to do. they got a lot of faith in these guys, in Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh, and who knows if they end up becoming the next big stars. But you're going to get a chance to learn a little bit more about them here on this podcast, so we'll have that coming up uh, in just a minute. Also, like I mentioned, Mike LaCasa, the Director of Minor League Operations for the Angels, is going to come on at the end. If you're a diehard Angels fan, we're going to get into some of the nitty-gritty about the system about the organization uh, and take a look at you know top to bottom what goes on with Angels baseball uh, not just what you see at the major league level but everything happening kind of under sea level kind of across the minor leagues to really get a comprehensive understanding of where this organization is at right now we'll have Mike LaCasa in studio and uh, we're looking forward to having him coming up a little bit later on in our podcast but first Gotta tell you about my guy, Matt Luke. Remember him, former Angel and Dodger player? Well, now he's a broker with Major League Properties. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or lease property management services, let Matt bring you home. He's assisting the needs of clients and families with buying, selling, and managing residential real estate, and he's been doing that for the last 16 years. You're going to get all-star service for Major League results. All you got to do is call Matt. Call Matt Luke today. He's bringing experience, hard work, and integrity to real estate. Here's the phone number, 714-202-6262. Easy to remember, 702 702- 202-6262. You can also go see Matt Luke's website, MajorLeagueSoCal.com. Touch base with Matt, and he'll go to bat for you. That's Matt Luke, former big leaguer, angel and dodger, uh, trying to help you with your real estate needs. All right, I know why you're here. You want to hear from Angels top prospect, Joe Adele. Well, Joe and I had a conversation uh, just a couple hours ago, earlier today, and here now is our chat with Angels top prospect, Joe Adele. All right, he's Joe Adele, the Angels' top prospect, joining us here on the phones right now. He's ranked anywhere from two to six, no matter, you know, depending on the publications you like to read when it comes to top prospects out there. And I know that there is a whole lot of buzz, whole lot of excitement about this guy, Joe Adele, with us now. What's going on, Joe? How are you? What's up, my man? Everything's good. Fantastic. Well, we're certainly excited to be seeing you out in Arizona back in big league camp for another year uh, coming up real soon. Kind of curious, how's the offseason been for you? It's been great. Obviously, shorter than normal with uh, the fall league and USA baseball, but I was able to get the work in that I needed to do to get ready for spring, and I'm really excited to get going for sure. I want to talk. There's a million things I want to talk to you about, but uh, playing for Team USA, for one, Obviously, you guys not you know having the kind of on-field success as a team that you would have liked to have had uh, in that event, but your personal success was pretty outstanding. I think a lot of people took note of that, um, and and that experience to represent your country. What was that like for you? Uh, it was unreal. It was unreal, man. When I uh, when I got the call to join during the fall league, I was 
I was shocked and, and really excited. I knew this is what I wanted to do, and obviously it was going to take me to Thanksgiving, but I didn't care. I knew that this was something that I wanted to do, and I went for it. It was an unreal experience. I mean, playing in Japan, those fans out there love their baseball for sure, and um, the energy was there. And the coolest part of the whole experience for me was just that there was no other focus other than putting W's up. You know, even though we fell short of what we wanted to do, you could tell that the focus every day on the field was how do you win? No one was concerned about themselves. Everybody played baseball for each other and to win. And that was the coolest part. And I think that really led to my success. Being a part of that was understanding that no matter what I do, I just need to get on base. I don't care if it's a walk, whatever it is, get on base, steal a bag, try to make something happen. And it was just an unreal experience, unreal experience. The whole goal was winning, and I I couldn't imagine being a part of anything else. Yeah, that kind of culture when it comes to just living baseball and competing like that, that can be infectious too. Hey, how many Shohei Otani questions did you get, though? (laughs) I got a bunch of Shohei Otani questions for sure. Uh, People were were coming to me asking me about him, and they have him plastered all over the place over there and – and uh, definitely a hero over there, and, and it was just really cool to, to see that. And uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I know. I know that. <laughs> hey, that's you know, that's so, how it goes. Cool. <laughs> that's, part of, that's part of the deal. <laughs> hey, uh, for you, basically to miss the first half of last season, as disappointing as that was, you did essentially get a full season in by the time you factor in what you did in fall ball and then also uh, playing with Team USA. How important was that time for you, uh, You know, those last few months of 2019, to be able to accomplish uh, in that calendar year what you wanted to accomplish? It was huge. Obviously, going down in spring at the end of spring training last year was a bummer. Um, I was playing well in my first big league camp, um, being on a real high note, and and coming down with, you know, the ankle sprain and the hamstring strain was was tough. It was tough to deal with, but I got to give all the credit to the guys there at the facility for getting me back on my feet, getting me going, and there was nothing holding me back when I came out. Of, um, of rehab, I was ready to go. And the goal was nothing more than to play, show that I belong, show that I've got the skills to move on. You know, and, and like Billy Epler always told me when I got drafted and, and, and beyond then, you show that you can handle a level, we're going to move you. You know, and I was able to get my first taste of AAA towards the end of the season. That was huge. That was huge for me. Um, that was my goal, you know, coming out of, spring training healthy anyway was to be able to hey can i can i get to triple a can i get a taste of uh what the big leagues is kind of like so yeah and and being able to complete you know fall ball and and play with usa after that was just an add-on um to that so really happy with the way i was able to bounce back after being set back you know for about a month or so sure joe what were some of the things that you felt like you learned in big league camp last year? Because obviously now you're getting a second crack at it. I would imagine uh, that there's an element of growth that comes with having that kind of experience. So what are some of those things that maybe you learned a year ago that you can take into this year and try to earn a spot on the 26-man roster? Oh, just really attention to detail. I think attention to detail was huge last year, picking up on the little things, uh, making sure obviously in the outfield, um, you know, coming in hard on balls. 
you know, stopping the run game, stopping guys from taking extra bases. That's huge. Keeping a guy off second base is huge. So that was one of the first things defensively that I picked up. And obviously at the plate, you know, watching the hitters, watching Trout and those guys go about their business in the batter's box, I learned more from that than, than anything else. Just knowing and learning more about how to set up in at bat and know what you're looking for. You can learn a ton from those guys by just sitting back and, and watching them go about their business. So it really is, as much as the coaching is huge, just watching the guys that have been there and being able to take note of what they're doing just takes your game to a whole new level. Man, I remember being there early in camp last year in Tempe and seeing you in the same batting group with Mike Trout the same day that the commissioner stopped by. So you got the commissioner watching. I mean, you know, Epler was out there, owner Artie Moreno was out there, and you're in the same batting group as Mike Trout. Was that an experience that was uh, memorable to you, or was that just another day at the office in spring training? <laughs> no, we uh, so we saw the BP group going out, and it was pretty intense. That was an intense BP, uh, but it's always awesome to – you know, being a group with guys like that, just it's a challenge. You know, you go in a group, you watch how they take BP. You know, you try to do similar things. You try to work on your craft and and um, you know, try to make it look good, try to make it great. And um, it, it's all part of it. It's all part of that competition and, and part of learning and and being, I guess, essentially thrown into the fire a little bit. But it was, uh, it was all good. It was great. Joe, just following your progress through the Angels farm system. By the way, right now we're talking with Angels top prospect Joe Adele. Joe, it it seems like every level you get to, it's like it takes a week or two where you kind of struggle and then all of a sudden something clicks for you and you take off. It's, I mean, at least looking at some of the numbers, it looks like that's happened pretty much everywhere you've gone. Um, What are some of the things that maybe uh, you can do to to try to pick it up right away or or what, what has to happen for you for you to get that click where things just start rolling? Well, I think for me, every time I've moved a level, there's always that adjustment period where you're figuring out um, how pitchers are throwing, what they're trying to do based on the league that you're in and whatnot. Obviously, PCL being a league known for the ball carrying, and I won't lie, it does carry. Pitchers are going to throw off-speed more often. Probably saw more off-speed pitches early in counts, late in counts, any count. They're going to throw it and they can throw it for strikes, and they can command it. And once you start to understand stuff like that, depending on where you're playing, it really helped me to make an adjustment, to adjust to it. That's that week, week and a half that you're talking about is around the time where I start to feel, okay, I got it. I know what they're trying to do. I know what the goal is for the pitcher, what the situation is, different things. There's always that adjustment period, and for me, the goals then how quickly can I adjust and that's really what makes me great at times is being able to adjust quickly and adjust on the fly and know that hey they're doing this this is what I'm going to do to attack that so yeah like you said moving through different minor league teams and levels the adjustment period of hey what are these guys trying to do how can I adjust and try to make it as fast as I possibly can helps me the most. Joe, obviously there's been a lot of attention surrounding you from the day you were drafted in this organization, and you have climbed really quickly. Um, 
when was the moment for you where you felt like, okay, the, I can really do this at the professional level, and uh, you, you kind of proved to yourself in many ways that, yeah, I'm here and I, I'm getting to the show and things are looking really good for me right now. Was there a moment? Um, I'd probably say in um, in early 2018, starting off the season in Burlington, being able to get out of low A in you know, less than a month was something that really sparked the fire in me and, and kind of let me know that, hey, like Billy said, like the guys in the front office said, you, you prove you can handle a level, we're going to move you accordingly. And once I got into high A after that Burlington phase and got my feet wet and started playing well there and started getting the hang of it there, that's when it kind of clicked for me that, hey, there's no set time to go to the big leagues. You know, there isn't. There isn't a, a, a day, a year. You show you can handle it, you're going to get moved accordingly. And so that's when I really just started really getting after it and saying, hey, look, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to show this pitcher that he's not better than me every at-bat. And that's really been the force that I've taken with me throughout my career so far. So right around in that time is when I started to really feel like, hey, I can really do this. Sure. Uh, you know, we're going to have Brandon Marsh on the show coming up in just a couple of minutes. I mean, I see that, you know, we'll talk with Brandon about this too, but I see videos all the time and stuff with you two together. Man, it just looks like you guys are great buds and have lots of fun together, kind of going through the system. How much uh, of, um, how nice is it for you to have somebody that can kind of relate uh, to being in a similar position coming up together through a system like this? Oh, man, me and, me and B, it's, uh, it's been a ball. We have so much fun with it, and, you know, we, we, we make it fun for each other. We keep it fun. You know, the minor leagues is a grind. There's nothing easy about the minor leagues. Um, the situations that you're put in sometimes, different clubhouses that you play in, different situations on the field, it's tough. You know, but to be able to go through a system and, and have a guy like Brandon by my side just to joke around, have a ball, you know, help me, I help him, he helps me. We've been around each other long enough now to where if he sees something, you know, he can point it out right away. You know, and, and, and that's huge because having a coaching staff, sometimes it's hard yeah. for a coach to be able to break down everything all the time and, and see everything with all the players that there are to work with. So we've literally been helping each other and helping each other grow on the field, off the field. And, man, it's, it's literally been the most fun ever. Man. Just having that guy run out there. Yeah. They feed off each other's energy, and it's a ball. Shoot, what an advantage having that. And, and I know that Angels fans, this is part of what, you know, it seems like this fan base is so excited about seeing you two and the way that you guys have risen through the system and kind of playing, living up to a lot of the hype that has come around this. But now as you go into this 2020 season, have you thought, Joe, about what you want to accomplish this coming season? Well, for me, I, I think one thing, and this is something that I focus on every year, regardless of you know where I start, what the situation is, I just want to be better. I want one aspect of my game to be better, and I want to showcase it. You know, and and for me, it's hey, take these at bats. You know, take the walks, um, get a good read on the base path, take second when you can. A little stuff like that is, is really the, the separator. It is. It's, it's the guys that, 
You know, I mean, there's guys that I've played with that just have have it all. You know what I mean? But it's just the mental part of it. And I want to keep improving that. I want to be as much of a student as I can. You know, yes, you know, I, I, I can run. You know, I have a strong arm. I can hit for power, do different things. But can I outsmart my opponent? That's what I want to be able to do this year. I want to be able to beat you with my brain. And that's something that I've been working on when I got back on my feet last year and definitely going into this year. I want to be I want to be the smartest guy I can on the field. Joe, that sounds right out of the Mike Trout playbook. Pick something and just execute that rule. Is that something you guys have talked about? No, not really. Okay. But I'll tell you one thing about Mike Trout. You watch him, and I said this before, you watch Mike Trout go about his business. You watch him take BP. You watch him take in and out, outfield, whatever it may be, run on the bases. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and it really, truly does. No question about that. Joe, hey, I can't thank you enough for taking some time out to talk with us here on the phone today. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks and to safe travels out to Tempe, Arizona, and we'll see you real soon. Absolutely, Trent. Have a good one. All right, take care. Same to you. Thank you. Bye. I think it's going to be interesting to see how all things play out with Joe Adele. I think he's going to be afforded every opportunity to earn a job on the big league roster for opening day, be one of the 26. And I think that Adele is going to have the chance to do that if he can earn it in spring training. I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, wait, why, you know, why not hold him back a little bit? You get that extra year on the service time on the back end of the deal. If the Angels are going to do that, they had every opportunity with Shohei Otani when he struggled like he did in spring training. But he comes to the big leagues and was ready to go um, you know, in, in an unbelievable way. Uh, it was really shocking to see that because the way Otani had a hard time in spring training. I think that if Joe Adele produces in spring, he's going to have a chance uh, to be on the opening day roster. But at the same time, uh, now with some of the more recent moves, you know, the Angels don't feel like they have to rush Joe Adele up. You can wait until he is ready. And I don't think the Angels would hold him back just for the sake of holding him back. Uh, I think if he's ready, he's going to have a chance uh, to get there. Joe Adele, not the only premier prospect in the Angels system. Brandon Marsh is back, being considered one of the top 50 prospects in all of baseball. He's number two on the Angels list. And here now is our chat with another Angels prospect. Here's Brandon Marsh. Joined now by one of the Angels' top prospects and just a stud coming up through the Angels system, Brandon Marsh with us right now on the phone. What's going on, Brandon? How are you? Hey, how you doing, man? All well over here. All right, fantastic. It's good to see you. It's good to see some of your numbers that you've been putting up lately. Oh, my goodness, what an offseason you have had. While a lot of guys take some time off in the offseason, you go to the fall league and absolutely rake. Uh, what has this offseason been like for you? It's it's been a lot more calm and just like just a regrouping off season for me. It's a lot different than last year, uh, to say the least. Just picking up where we left off and uh, just trying to stay on the right track. To have the kind of success that you had last season and through the fall league, and to continue to build on that after the season before, where it seemed like there were struggles at times for you. What do you think the biggest change was for you in, in having such a productive year last year? Uh, honestly, I think it's just uh, the mentality I had. I really didn't change anything physically. Maybe a, a few things here and there, just like every hitter does. But uh, I just changed my mentality. 
in, in the box and uh, my approach. So uh, I think that had a lot to do with uh, what, what ended up happening this year. There's a lot of talk about you and Joe Adele and, and a lot of pieces in this Angels farm system. I see videos out there all the time popping up, like in all the prospect sites that I follow, about you guys just being buds. So what's your relationship like with Joe Adele? Joe, man, he's family to me, man. You know, uh, he's he's a great dude, you know, phenomenal player to say the least. And it's fun being on his side, you know. I'm not having to chug his balls down now. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, it's, it's fun. It's fun playing with Joe. He pushes me to my limits, and I try to do the same for him. And we just uh, – it's like a friendly competition day in and day out. And uh, I feel like that has a lot to do with, like, the intensity we play at and uh, at the level we play at. How much comfort does it give you? Like in the sense of, hey, you got somebody else that's going through a lot of the same things you're going through and, and also, you know, getting all kinds of hype and dealing with that and also saying, well, wait a minute, kind of got to put that behind and just play baseball. To have somebody else be your teammate going through that at the same time, what's that do for you? It, it, it's very comforting, you know, just seeing another another guy and a lot of other guys as well, not just Joe, but uh, going through what, what I'm going through every day. Um, it's we we all fall back on each other. If I'm if I'm struggling, I know I I have Sam, Jemai, uh, other players, you know. But uh, and vice versa with those guys, it we're all here for each other, and uh, we all have the same goal, and we're gonna try to do anything it takes to to, to achieve that goal. And if I could help Joe or anyone else, and if they can help me, that, that's what we're gonna do. Brandon, you're going to be in the big league clubhouse when spring training begins uh, here in a couple of weeks. And uh, when you're, I know that that is somewhere where you're comfortable and that's somewhere where you have been before. How much do you get out of spending time with some of the best players in the world in the big league clubhouse as you're trying to continue your development? Being, being around those guys like, means, means the world, man. You know, you get to pick their brains. They've been through what I'm going through and more. So, um, I mean, you get to guys like Trouty, guys like Jay, uh, like, you know, vet- veteran outfielders that I personally can just pick their brains on, like, in the box and out in the field. It, that, that, that goes a long way. And those guys, they're very, they're very open to help, to help us, like guys like Joe and myself. Um, and that, that means a lot because they, they care about the future in Anaheim, you know, and uh, it's, they, they want the best for us and they want us to be ready to go and if they can do anything to help I know they're willing to just like last year they helped us out a lot so this year is going to be it's going to, it's going to be it's going to be a fun year it's going to be a special year and just being going to be able to be around those guys for a month month and a half it's that's going to help us tremendously and uh, I know I can speak for other players as well we're all looking forward to it. Brandon, there's always talk in the minor leagues just about the challenge and the grind of going through it, trying to work your way to the show. But also part of that come a lot of great relationships and the camaraderie that gets built down there. Who are some of your uh, Who are some of your buds down there? Who are some of like the really fun guys on the team uh, that well we, we might need to know about here in the bigs? Uh, so I mean, you got Joe, you got JoJo, you got you got Jammer, uh, you got. I mean, one of one of my best buds, uh, Brennan Sanger, uh, another outfielder that we had double this past year. I mean, he's he he's a dude. He's he's helped me. He's helped me on and off the field, as along with Bo Way, and uh, you know, um, those guys they've been like mentors for me. They're a little older than I am, and they 
they kind of just take me under their wing, let me know when I'm when I'm messing up or if things are going well, just to keep pushing, keep going. Don't don't be don't be satisfied and little things like that that, that go a long way for me in, in my head. So that's uh, th- those guys this past year had a, had a big impact. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there in Arizona uh, in just a couple of weeks. Last thing for me, uh, as you're getting ready for spring training and enjoying these last few days at home before you get out to Tempe, have you thought about some things you want to accomplish in spring training this year? Um, statistically, no. I'm just, I'm just gonna whatever happens happens. I'm just gonna control what I can control. But this year, I'm gonna go in with a lot more uh, confident and. Uh, a lot more just like calm mindset just because last year I was tensed up all the time um, as anyone could probably like guess and uh, I mean it was my first year in big league camp so it was, it was I was like my head was on the swivel like am I doing this right am I doing it wrong uh, but this year I'm going to go in with a lot more calm mindset and just control what I can control and just play, play the game the way it's supposed to be played and have a lot of fun doing it and I'm the best of the best so that, that's all I'm looking forward to and whatever happens happens and I'm going to do my very best to try to make sure good things happen. Spoken like a true veteran. He's Brandon Marsh. Brandon, thank you so much, dude. (laughs) I appreciate you having me, man. Man, how can you not love Brandon Marsh? I mean, these two dudes, Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh, you got to be rooting for these guys. Get your red on. Support your Angels during every home game in 2020 with Angel Season Seats. For more information on becoming a season seat holder, call 888-796-HALO or visit angels.com slash season seats. My name is Trent Rush, and we are joined in studio now by Angels Farm Director Mike LaCasa, who's been in the Angels organization each of the last nine years. And, Mike, this has got to be an exciting time for you. A lot going on. Last week, we saw a lot of the prospect rankings come out. A lot of Angels littered all over those uh, top prospect rankings. That's it's got to be exciting for you. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and first of all, thank you, Trent, for having me today. Um, it is a very exciting time of year. There's been a lot of work put in throughout the off season by um, so many members of, of our department. And with spring training just around the corner, we can't wait to to see the players out on the field. I know that that's one of the things that you know Billy Epler has really hung his hat on has been the development of the minor league system. As since his time as being the general manager here, obviously you play a, a major role in that. Mike, I'm curious to hear about what goes into what what you're trying to do at the minor league level, what you're trying to get these players ready for in the big leagues, and just some of the points of emphasis that you know the Angels have. Sure, there, there are so many levels that I could go into to answer that question. Um, to, to start off with, uh, I guess the, the most simple way we could put it is we talk about having four pillars of development for our players. There's the fundamental baseball development, uh, strength and speed development, mental and cognitive development, and life skills development. And under each of those umbrellas are, are so many different layers for each individual player, and everyone has... Um, their own personal plan uh, to lead towards you know maximizing their strengths and minimizing their own individual weaknesses. One of the things too, and this blows me away. I've only felt like I've just scratched the surface on what's happening at like the international level as well, and the players that are coming in and and seeing Deshaun Knowles on Baseball Prospectus Top 101. I think is uh, highlights a lot of the success that's happening down there internationally, but that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. Are, are those the same kind of things that the Angels are bringing to the table in the international game because I mean you're talking about bringing some of these guys in at what 16 years old? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think 
so much credit has to go to Carlos Gomez and his staff internationally, Matt Swanson uh, on the amateur side with the draft, uh, as well as all of our other departments, the pro scouting department, uh, our, our quantitative analysis group, they're all involved in, in player procurement. That's where it starts. The, they have done a tremendous job of bringing high-quality people um, high-end athletes into our system and that's made player development for us uh, a lot of fun to work with. Mike, nine years now in the organization, two general managers that you've worked with. I, I just want to know, what does the farm director do? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a loaded question, I'm sure. That That is a, a great question um, and Every day there's something different. Every yeah. day there's something different. With with 250 players in our system, uh, 80, 85 staff members uh, in, in the player development department, uh, we, we like to take a holistic approach to um, solving problems, to developing player plans, to helping our players, again, achieve, uh, achieve their ceilings, become the best version of themselves. And... A big part of what the farm director does is communication yeah. and collaboration. And we have a tremendous staff, on-field coaches and coordinators, sports science, performance medical personnel, again, our, anal our analysts and front office personnel. It's a very collaborative group. Some of them have played in the big leagues. Some of them never played collegiately. We try to take a multidisciplinary approach to solving problems um, and, and utilizing all their areas of expertise. And a big part of my role is communicating with all those parties. I like to tell the, the story about the blind men who encounter an elephant. Uh, they've never seen a creature like this before. They don't know what it is. And one of them touches the, the tusk and thinks it's a spear. And one of them touches the trunk and thinks it's a snake. And touches the tail and thinks it's a rope and it's not until they communicate together uh, to really understand how these parts all become a whole and and what that creature is and that's something we emphasize as a group is that you know one's own experience or perception or, or worldview is not an absolute we need to combine our perspectives and that like any industry or business yeah. or relationship takes communication and trust for success Talk with Mike LaCosta right now, Director of Minor League Operations for the Angels. Understanding at the Major League level, the goal is to win. Everywhere else, the goal is to develop so that the Major League level can win. But sometimes you'll see needs at the Major League level. They're like, hey, we have these players in the farm system that, boy, they're close. And, and trying to balance that, how much do needs at the big league level affect what's happening in the minor leagues? Uh, the the big league level winning in the big leagues is our goal as an organization. That is the most important thing uh, to to bring another championship to the Los Angeles Angels, and you see it at times. Last year, uh, Jose Suarez and Patrick Sandoval at you know twenty one and twenty two years old respectively uh, pitched meaningful innings for us in the big leagues. That may not have been their timeline, but there was a need. Uh, and that's something that we have to balance. Uh, that's something that, that Billy and, and Joe are going to be talking about uh, with regularity. It it's, doesn't come into play at the lower levels as we, as we move players, but once they get on the depth chart, it's about putting the best 26 players on the roster for, uh, for Joe's lineup card every night. So for the Angels... 
obviously there's two names that seem to jump out and getting the most attention right now, and that's Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh. I'm just curious from your perspective, how good are these guys, and should Angels fans be as excited as what many are right now? Joe and Brandon are really special young men uh, on and off the field, and I I can break them down, and I'm going to wind up repeating myself between the two of them because they are both elite athletes with loud tools. Um, both of them have uh, they're they're plus runners. They have the ability to be above average uh, base runners above average defenders at all three outfield outfield positions. Uh, Joe has um, some of the biggest raw power that I've ever seen in the minor leagues. Um, we keep in mind their age, their experience. Joe's going to play this year at 21 and, and Brandon at 22. Um, but everything that uh, that we've heard about them uh, so yeah. far, um, they're, they're, they're really special young men. Going into spring training, it, it seems like especially the diehard Angels fans, they're paying real close attention what's happening in big league camp. Uh, but there's minor league camp too, and there's a lot of moving parts that happen in spring training as we get closer and closer to the start of the regular season. What kind of evaluation are you doing in regards to like big league camp and determining locations for guys and where they're going to start the season as opposed to maybe what you guys already have in mind? We definitely need to see what the players do when they show up in Tempe. Um, but something we talk to our players about often is, you know, October is really the start of their season. The work that they put in October, November, December, January, February, when they show up in Tempe, that that's half of their 2020 season. And the work that they have put in when they, when they show up, it's very clear to us who has followed their plans and taken their 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 bodies and their skills to another level. Um, so we have a, a good idea of where players are going to start the 2020 season because we want to base it on uh, as large of a sample as possible. That's that's last year and, and previous years information rather than you know a short camp um, making big decisions off of that. Yeah. But um, there's definitely a blend of the two. There's a lot of love going the Angels' direction in terms of the farm, especially um, in the last five years and the way it seems to have improved. What are some of the things that you think separate what you're doing with the Angels' farm system and what the organization as a whole is doing that may be different from what other clubs are doing? That's a great question. I think a lot of it comes back to uh, comes back to the people. I think being able to have a room that is uh, an environment of learning. Um, we, we truly emphasize sharing ideas and uh, blending concept, uh, concepts to optimize our systems. And you could have a, a, a biomechanical expert. Uh, you can have the best mental skills coach in, in the industry. Um, but it goes back to that holistic approach and being able to... Um, to share those ideas to help each player become the best version of themselves. And also, it's it's extremely important that the players understand their own personal plans. They're, they're professionals. This is their job. We can't just tell them what to do. They need to develop ownership in their plans and processes, and the only way for them to do that is for us to educate them. So um, 
it goes back to trust and communication and that that is not just as a staff that yeah. is with players um what does it mean to uh, focus on what you can control and focus on the process we we have to educate them on that what what does it mean as uh, john wooden preached to get just a little bit better every day i think that um Having these conversations, uh, classroom sessions off the field, um, going back to those four pillars, there are so many ways that we could help a player get just a little bit better, and that's what we that's what we emphasize. We yeah. we want a, an extremely open minded and and curious group to come together and and help each player um, you know achieve the best they could be. Last thing for me, and and I don't, I hate to simplify it like this in like the old school versus new school conversation because I understand it's a lot more complex than that but um, bringing in a manager like Joe Madden who is uh, you know when he was in Tampa Bay it seemed as being like really progressive when it comes to analytics and then saying in things like his press conference hey we're going to bunt we're going to do things different happening at, at the major league level now um, where does the minor league or where does the minor league program stand in terms of getting players ready for development kind of in weighing that battle Um, Maybe it's not even a battle, just making it work together in in the old school way versus maybe the new school way. I think everything comes back to a balance. There's been a lot of talk about the uh, launch angle revolution. Well, hitters don't, don't become great by thinking about launch angle and launch angle alone. I, I think that the purpose behind any technology or tool is to add objectivity to our analysis. That's something that is important to us. Uh, but you can't forget about the human element. Every player needs to focus on competing. Um, you have to consider what information you share with different players. You don't want to paralyze them with inf- with too much information in their heads. And going back to, to Joe uh, Madden, you know, uh, we met uh, a couple weeks ago. We had some, some meetings. As I've gotten to know him a, a little bit over the last uh, couple months, you know, he brings such a special blend himself of uh, of some of the old school baseball fundamentals, um, but his his mentality and mindset is about helping players become the best versions of themselves. It's using the technology and the tools when that'll help. It's instilling confidence when that's the the right route to go, which is very often the case. Um, he's he's a great example of, of the blend of the two, uh, and I think that um, it's it's been uh, it's been fun to work with as a front office with him in a very short period of time. He's the director of the Angels minor league operations, Mike Lacoste, and Mike, thanks again uh, for joining us here on our program. That's going to just about do it for us here on the Angels Recap Podcast. Of course, you can catch Halo's Hot Stove live. Uh, it airs twice a week on AM830 KLAA across Southern California, the home of Angels baseball, also on am830.net. To keep up to speed with all things Angels baseball, make sure you tune in to AM830 each and every day. Of course, you can go subscribe to this podcast as well. If you ever miss uh, one of the live shows, you can find this podcast like you got here, but uh, become a subscriber. And if you already are a subscriber, we'd appreciate a rating review. Give us a little bit of feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. We have two more pods left before the spring training slate really picks up. Uh, we got one more podcast next next week and then our big 
uh, off-season finale that's going to be from Tempe, Arizona, where we're going to get a chance to talk uh, with everybody out there in Arizona, and that's going to be a really big one. So you don't want to miss out on that. We're going to keep this thing going all season long. Thanks to each and every one of you for joining us here on the show. For Alejandro Valenzuela and Howard Drescher, my name is Trent Rush. Have a great rest of your day, and thanks for tuning in to the Angels Recap Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.